0: Hello and welcome to the Beauty Industry podcast, your online support community for the professional beauty industry. I am your host, founding director of Beauty Industry, Tamara Reid. Here, we are closing the competitive gap and speaking your language. This is a platform created and dedicated to the professional beauty industry, valuing community over competition. We serve to help connect you with inspiration from industry experts, expand your knowledge through educational pieces and bring you the latest in product and technology innovation. This is Beauty Industry. Today is episode three of seven for our mini series, the seven essential steps that turn an average treatment into an exceptional experience, brought to you by the Global Beauty Group. Step number three explores the consultation for the purpose of asking more intelligent consultation questions, marrying the client's lifestyle, which is causing their concern, how our therapists can understand basic client behavior, and how to use technology to enhance our credibility. Now, you've probably heard it before, the old, I've had a similar treatment elsewhere, and I don't want to be sold two lines, from clients which make us cringe and curl back into our therapist shell. Now, while it's an awkward start to the treatment and stunts your client connection, to tell you the truth, I'm not even mad about it. The way we have been treating the client consultation for the past few years is almost laughable. Imagine this, right? You ask the client to come in 15 minutes out of their day to fill in a consultation form they arrive early, they complete the form, and then the therapist skims over it for two or three minutes before leaving it in the staff kitchen or on the clipboard in the client lounge. The therapist guides the client into the treatment room and the client is asked the same old boring questions she has been asked by every therapist ever. All of which mind you have already been answered in the consultation form that she came 15 minutes in early to complete. So no wonder the client doesn't want a consultation anymore. I mean, who can blame them, right? From the old, I don't want a consultation stems that, well, she's just a beauty therapist line where clients think all we do is sit around painting nails and doing makeup all day, which is a valid enough reason for them not to take us seriously when we perform diagnosis and prescription to solve their concerns. Enter low retail moving from our shelves and poor rebooking rates. When we look at any other profession which consults like doctors, chiropractors, physiotherapists, the list goes on, at no time would a client ever refuse a consultation from their practitioner. In fact, in many of those cases, they're actually having to pay for consultation time. Can you imagine a doctor recommending a client a pill to take or, you know, to come back and have a rebooking and the client saying, well, actually, I've just got to check with my husband if we can afford that. Or, yeah, maybe I won't get it today, but I'll have a look on the Internet and I'll come back to you. It would just never happen. So what do we do? I mean, giving in is not an option because then we're risking the health of the client and also the outcome of the treatment, but insisting can leave the client disgruntled prior to the treatment, which too can take some time on our appointment schedule. What we need to do and learn how to do is perform a consultation like a professional. We need to learn how to read the client card, the consultation card. We need to ask savvy open ended questions and then listen for hearing rather than listening to respond while to being able to read our client's behavior and body language. What I see therapists do all too often is grab the client consultation card and they quickly skim over it. And then they tell the client straight away all of the things. So Tamara, I want you to stop drinking so much coffee. I want you to increase your water. You're a little bit dehydrated and that's going to make you age faster. Therefore, I'd love you to introduce a serum. And if you could have a facial every four to six weeks, that would be great. Now, this type of conversation I get so often when I do mystery shop treatments. And I'm sitting there thinking as a client, You haven't even seen my skin. We haven't even had a proper conversation about what I've been doing. So where is the merit in that recommendation? So when the client card is handed over to you from the receptionist, I want you to pick up a highlighter and highlight the client's concern. Now, this is not what you can see as a therapist and you think is their concern, but it's actually why the client is in the space today and their concern. Let's use breakouts as a concern for this example today. From here, what you're going to do is quickly skim through the consultation form and highlight everything that your client has ticked or filled out. That's directly going to influence the concern of breakouts or their concern. You want to take particular notice about lifestyle contributions like their occupation, their age, their daily environment, food and water, any cravings they might have, their stress levels, and of course, any cheeky drinks or caffeine that may slip into their routine throughout the week. Now, questions like their past treatment history and their use of the contraceptive pill, menopause, pregnancy, all of these should also be highlighted because these two are obviously going to have a direct influence on the concern. So everything that you've highlighted now, this is obviously being done while your client is getting undressed in the treatment room. All of these highlighted areas are in your memory bank, and you're now more prepared to ask about them when having that consultation with your client. So why should we talk about the lifestyle you ask? Well, have a think about this. As a treating therapist, seeing your client on a monthly basis, I'm assuming you might only see them for an hour or half an hour maximum in the whole entire month there is 720 hours that are in that month and you might be seeing them for one so this is why i want you to put such an emphasis on the lifestyle factors over the just the products or just the treatments that they're having and using it's actually what they're doing in their day-to-day life Them as a human being, what they're doing, how they're getting to work, what they're using at home, what they're eating at home. This is all actually contributing to their concern. So for example, I'm going to give you my own lifestyle to draw a picture. So no judgments, please. If you were to look at my consultation card in front of you right now, you would see that my stress levels are pretty high because I have three arms of a business to run and we have over 17 events this year. I drink coffee of a morning and gin and tonic of an evening to wind down. I work either in my office in aircon where I sit next to a large window, or I'm out of the state traveling in planes and cars where I generally choose the window seat. Now in the mornings, I run three kilometers and then I complete a workout at home before I have a shower. And I always eat a piece of toast with avocado and a poached egg for breakfast. So while my product routine is extremely consistent, I do cleanse, tone, exfoliate, serum, eye cream, all of the products you can think of. And I have treatments every single month for our mystery shopping reports. I still have a concern of pigmentation so in fact it's not the product i'm using or the treatments i'm having which is causing the pigment it's the coffee the alcohol the running the stress the carbohydrates and all of that that's what's causing my pigmentation so i hope you can see there how important it is to actually gather all of this information in the consultation don't just go straight to the products that the client's using So how do I gather this information you ask? Well, open ended questions are your new best friend. Typically we tend to confirm the answers that the client has filled out on the consultation card rather than exploring them further. So this is what I hear every single time I have a treatment. So Tamara, you've written here that you're on the contraceptive pill. That's no problem. And so Tamara, you're having microdermabrasion treatments regularly. Yep. Okay. That's great. And so three glasses of water. Excellent. And you've ticked that your diet's healthy and balanced. Fantastic. So these kinds of statements actually do nothing for your client connection. They don't even explore where the concern is actually being created. So try asking questions that are more open-ended. So you might like to say, So Mary, I see that you're taking the contraceptive pill. How long have you been taking this for? And is it actually to control breakouts or is it purely for contraception purposes? Or it's so great to see that you're having microdermabrasion treatments. Explain for me how regularly you're having these type of treatments and are they specifically for the management of breakouts or is it just a gift or a little treat for your skin? These types of questions will have your client opening up during the conversation and they're going to give you more clues about how you can further help them with your product and service recommendations. That way you're not asking closed-ended questions where your client's going to only give you a yes or no answer and then you feel like they hate you and you think, oh great, now I've got to be stuck with this client in the treatment room for another hour community I'm just popping in here for a little mention of our mini series sponsor the global beauty group I adore that the global beauty group lives and breathes their mission of making people feel wonderful with over 25 different technologies available including the Medilux LED and the observed skin analysis machine the global beauty group connects businesses of all size with the best and brightest in the industry paired with rapid response technical support professional clinical guidance, expert marketing advice and industry-leading educational programs, their multi-award winning team ensures your business grows beautifully with aesthetic technology. Phone the team at The Global Beauty Group today on 1300 006 607 or you can visit www.theglobalbeautygroup.com.au for more information. And now back to the episode. My favorite open-ended questions start with the acronym TED, which stands for tell me, explain to me and describe for me, which are going to have you engaging with your client in no time. You will build a beautiful relationship and conversation with them and they will think that you are an expert, my friend. So during the time that you're asking these questions, make sure that you are taking all of the notes, but holding all of your information to the end of the consultation. In fact, hold it until you've cleansed and touched their skin and you're about to perform the diagnosis, more of which we're going to be speaking about next week. I know how tempting it is for you to hear that a client is not using a hyaluronic serum or, you know, maybe they're over exfoliating and you want to give away all of your information because you're so excited that, you know, you can help them. But by holding your education, you're actually showing your client that you're listening them to hear and what they're actually saying is going to help you better understand them rather than just hearing to respond or hearing to speak And then that feels like a salesperson. Now I know there are lots of questions on the client consultation card. So let's take a look at some open-ended TED questions that you might like to ask as an example. So if I was asking my clients about their water levels, so the water that they were drinking, I might like to ask, so how long have you been drinking this amount of water for? Or along with the water, describe for me any other beverages that you may have throughout the day. If I'm asking about products then I might like to ask something a bit more savvy than so are you using a creamy or a foamy cleanser? I like to say so tell me the products that you're currently using, what brand are they? Or describe for me how long you've been using these products for. Now both of these questions are a lot more information than yes I'm using a creamy cleanser or no I'm using a foaming cleanser. Both of them are going to give you a general indication of the purchasing process. So was the client walking into a space and, you know, getting a prescription from looking at a wall and reading marketing jargon that she saw Delta Goodrum standing on a chair on the voice saying, I love this product. Or did she go into a Mecca or a Sephora where she was prescribed something from a sales assistant, for example? Um, Maybe she bought online through an influencer, or maybe she actually did go into a skin clinic or a dermatologist and have the product prescribed. So that's the purchasing process. Now, these questions are also going to tell me the current amount of money the client is investing in their home care. Now, this doesn't mean that they're not going to spend the amount of money that your products have. It just means ballpark figure what they've currently spent on their home care. So for example, if somebody was using a chemist brand that we know most likely that each individual product can sit anywhere from about $4.95 up until about $49. Versus if somebody is going into David Jones or Maya department store, then the product could even be above, you know, the $200 mark. If they're going into a clinic, well, we know that they're generally sitting around the $80 to $120. So it just gives you a really good idea of their current budget and how much they're investing. Now, when it comes to asking about sometimes awkward to navigate questions around smoking, this is one therapist asked me a lot about Ask them if they're currently a smoker and if they tell you no, then you can dig a little bit deeper by asking if they have ever been a smoker in the past or are they around smokers on a daily basis. Now I have a little funny story for you and this is not a word of a lie. I was once performing a consultation in a group training session on a Monday and the business owner was my demonstration client who I was doing the consult with. And I asked her if she was a smoker on the consultation card. And she said, no, Tamara, I'm not a smoker. And I said, so tell me, have you ever smoked in the past or are you around smokers? And she said, yes, I gave up on Friday night. And I was like, what? So how can you say that you're not a smoker? So this information I would never have been able to have gathered if I didn't have my TED questions in my toolkit. Now I'm going to take it a little level deeper here. I want you to watch your client's behavior as they first come into the business, as you greet them from the lounge, and then as you take them on through to the consultation. So when you're actually looking at the client's behavior, what I want you to do is try and mirror that. So for example, If your client is giving you really short and sharp answers, their arms might be folded, they're looking at their watch, then give them short and sharp answers back in return. You know, get straight to the point during your diagnosis, tell them how much the product costs, tell them how it's going to help their concern and the investment that they'll need to do to get that concern eradicated, if not assisted. Now, if your client is similar to Dory the fish in Finding Nemo, and they're getting a little bit distracted and they're chatting away about the weekend, their boyfriends, they're mentioning their friend's product and treatment recommendations and influences online, then you'll most likely have someone who is quite interested in, you know, the latest trending products. They may even be drawn in by things that smell beautiful and colors, as an example. If you've got a client who's sitting there, who's asking you about prices and discounts and how many treatments and how many meals the product is, then you're going to have to be a little bit more calculated in your answers. So saying, for example, coming in every four to six weeks, this doesn't quite cut it with that more calculated or analytical brain. So give them a date. You know, today is the 17th of January. I want to see you again on the 17th of February. And lastly, if somebody is a little bit more shy, a little bit more timid, they're being a little bit indecisive, they're slowing their words down like this, then I want you to get on their level. Don't go in and go all crazy and get really excited about them because they might get a little bit intimidated by that. So, you know, tell them that they can take their time and that you are here for them if they have any questions. This is going to help you connect with your client and it's going to help you start to be more conscious of the conversations that you're having so that you can connect with them while you're having these conversations. Now, as you may know, if you have been an original podcast follower or if we've done a session together, one of my favorite consultation friends is the Observe 520 because it has six different observation modes which will allow any therapist to gather further information that might be going on within the skin that you just can't see face-to-face. So the Observe allows you to see a daylight setting, so how the skin is seen in a daylight environment. You've also got your parallel polarized mode, which focuses on your fine lines, your wrinkles, your textures and your pores, something that most clients are concerned with. We've got the cross polarized mode, which suppresses the surface shine of the skin for an unobstructed view of vascular pigment inflammation. While your kind of true UV shows you basically what the sun sees, which is all of our sun damage both dermal and epidermal. So the dermal is the one that we can't see to the naked eye, Um, not all of the time anyway, but it looks a little bit more mottled and that's a bit of a deeper type of pigment. Now there's also the traditional woods lamp mode. And then last but not least, my favorite setting, which is the complexion analysis picture. Now this one is a little bit scary because it actually layers on all of the previous five photos that have been taken on top of each other. So it gives you the 15 year plan. Or also, as I say, if you did nothing today, this is what your skin would look like in 15 years. And it's that kind of ultimate light bulb moment for the client where they realize, okay, today I need to invest in my skin. So by utilizing your visual diagnosis tools like the Observe 520, you're basically turning what may be a treatment client into a lifetime client. So this is actually the first step of your seed planting. And I want you to remember that seed planting because next week we are going to touch base on that a lot more in depth. So in your consultation with the Observe, figure out what your client priorities and their skin goals are. So for example, breakouts or maybe the event that they've got coming up. And then in your consultation with the Observe, it shouldn't take more than 15 to 30 minutes for a brand new client or even less if you're doing a treatment review mid package. So for example, if I sell a package of whatever, massage, facial, manicure, whatever to a client, And maybe I sell six of them on the middle one, that third one. What I do want to do is stop and I want to review the before photos that we took and I want to take more photos today mid package. And that's going to show me the client results and progress that we've achieved together in just three treatments. And then I do so at the end of the entire package as well. Now, I know some people are concerned with the investment of these machines, especially the Observe 520, But with this beautiful treatment, you can actually charge for consults as do most other beauty spaces. So basically, I've seen a lot around the traps of $49 um, for a consult, which is fully redeemable on product and service. And when you charge for a consult, this actually allows you to be seen as a professional in the space. Now, I don't want you to just take my word for it. I could honestly speak about skin diagnosis tools like the Observe for the simple fact that they just make a therapist's job 10 times easier. However, I've got a friend of the podcast with me, Sherry from Simply Elegant in Brisbane, and she's going to share with you some of her incredible results she saw since taking on the Observe 520, not only with her therapist and clients, but with her business as well. So, Sheree, what made you invest in a skin diagnosis machine? Um, well, we've
1: always looked at technology purchases the following way. Um, first, on the value they can add to my business. Um, so, in other words, profit, profit building, um, selling services, selling programs in retail, and it has to tick these boxes first and foremost. Um, and then also how will it support my highly qualified therapists in delivering high level of results? and allow them to reach and exceed their budget and targets? Um, And then also, how does it positively affect clients? And as in this case, a more complete in-depth skin analysis, so clients is recommended the correct service and home care products, um, and it ticked all those boxes.
0: Amazing. And so I'm wondering then how did you navigate the change in service sequence with your clients and your team when the skin diagnosis machine was actually introduced into your space?
1: Um, fortunately, our staff are very highly qualified therapists and passionate therapists who are always um, being of an expert skin analysis machine. So they knew it would be a new and exciting tool for them. Um, they love to learn new Um technology so when I informed them we were getting the observed they were very excited. Um, The training the Global Beauty Group uh, supported us with was very informative um, and practical so our staff had a clear understanding from the get-go. Amazing so you didn't find it too difficult or too scary they
0: weren't too daunted at all?
1: No no not at all and now our clients actually um, uh, we've got a, um, a script at reception So when a client does ring up and say, you know, I want a specific facial, we actually um, say, well, you know, when you arrive, we'll actually pop you in the Observe. We'll take some photos of your skin and we'll actually see if that treatment's actually going to be the best treatment for you. And then we can go from there. So it sort of starts even before the client comes in through through the salon now. um, And then the client actually gets a better treatment, um, you know,
0: for their skin. Amazing. So it's all about that kind of communication and having the conversation—not only the therapist, but also the client—for the treatment experience here. Yeah, that. absolutely. Incredible. And so I'm wondering if you could share some of the results that you have seen in perhaps your average client's spend um, and also your retail to service percentage since you've had the skin diagnosis machine in your business.
1: Yeah, of course. Um, in the first month, our retail sales actually increased by over 100%. So, wow. yeah, on average, our therapists were selling approximately 50 products each per month. Um, our skincare company actually called us because our top therapist sold 118. So that was just one therapist um, sold that many products. And then obviously the team followed through. Um, So our average dollar spend actually increased by 35%. And also our rebooking rate actually increased. um, Because we sell through so many programs, our programs increased by over 100% as well, because once the clients visually see their skin, Obviously, they want to make changes, which then in turn increased our retail—sorry, our rebooking from eighty-seven percent.
0: Amazing! And do you feel like this gave your therapist, you know, a whole new lease on life and a little bit more confidence? Oh, absolutely!
1: Yeah, the observe um, gave our therapists a higher level of confidence to recommend. Um, whereas the Maggie lamp, you know, in the old days. Um, I really don't think the client, um, because they couldn't really see their skin, Mm. Um, whereas these days the observed, it's just right in front of them. Um, So yes, of course, it does give the therapist a higher level of confidence.
0: Incredible. And what has some of the feedback been from your clients since they've been having treatments and actually seeing their own skin and their progress results through the diagnosis machine?
1: Um, they love it. They absolutely love it. And um, we've actually had a lot of referral clients come through. Um, so they're talking to their friends and family about the Observe when they leave the salon. Um, so clients a detailed skin analysis and also having the before and after pictures. Um, has not only given us more of a referral um, base for our clients, but it's also cemented our team as probably professional skincare therapists. So when they come into the salon as a referral client, they already know, um, you know, we're going to have our picture taken in the Observe. You're going to be able to recommend the best treatment for my skin and achieve the best results possible. So it's a positive, yeah, it's definitely a positive outcome.
0: Fantastic. And it's almost now a point of difference, it's sounding like, for you and your business. I mean, if you're getting referral clients and and higher rebooking rates, it's almost like people want to come to your space for that destination treatment.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. And it also um, takes them not only, you know, for their initial treatment, um, but we can actually get them on a treatment plan. So, like, every three months we try and get all the clients' back into the um, observe so they can see the changes in their skin and then we can also move them forward again from there so they never get bored with just their you know standalone treatments
0: Mm, mm, that's incredible thank you so much sheree for um, sharing all of your your little tips and tricks there and and that knowledge with us i appreciate it thank you pretty impressive results. Am I right? So let's recap what we have learned in today's episode. So number one, put the things your client is doing in their lifestyle to create their concern into the bank by highlighting them prior to asking about them so that you are prepared for the conversation. Ask open-ended questions and use the TED acronym to help start the conversation and help find out more about your client and what they're doing in their lifestyle and mirror your client's behavior how they're going to give you answers is how you need to respond to them thank you so much for tuning into episode number three of seven for our mini series the seven essential steps that turn an average treatment into an exceptional experience brought to you by the global beauty group Next Monday, we look at step number four, which explores the diagnosis for the purpose of validating the client's concern, restating the client's lifestyle, providing education and planting the seed about product and a future treatment. If you have enjoyed today's episode and this mini-series, make sure you click the subscribe or follow button in your podcast app and to like and share this episode across your social media pages and tag at Beauty Industry and at The Global Beauty Group. Thank you to our friends at The Global Beauty Group for making this episode possible. And as always, thank you to you for your time and your ears. Until next time, stay connected.